Hi guys, I've just got off from the wonderful Hitesh, founder of Gibby, an Ayurvedic towel company. His insights into exactly what goes into the dyeing process and into the fashion process in India, Southeast Asia, where the majority of our garments here in the UK are made, is absolutely unparalleled. I am aware of what the challenges are in the industry, but I definitely didn't think they were still as rife as they very apparently are. His dyes are herbal, and this is part of this Ayurvedic process. Um, he even mentioned, actually, once we'd just finished recording, that uh, the dye in which he uses on his towels is so pure that you could drink it and no harm would come to you. That is definitely not the case for everything else in the dyeing industry when it's chemical-based. So his insights on that sustainability piece and also a startup business that's so early on in its game, it's less than two years old, it's really, really eye-opening, particularly the fact that he's done three years worth of market research before he's he started selling. So I hope you enjoy this one as much as I did. Without further ado, here he is. So Hitesh, thank you ever so much for coming um, and joining us today. I think you've, you've had a fascinating career so far. Um, how how did you end up from trading and market research and corporate strategy to to taking the leap and setting up Gibby? Oh yeah. Um, first of all, thanks Hena for having me. Um, so yeah, it, it has been quite an uh, interesting journey, I would say. You know, for myself, I've been you know kind of always seen business uh, from you know from my family uh, we in my family we have like more than 100 year old family business uh, which i apparently didn't do uh, though i was kind of being forced <laughs> uh, uh, but you know i i decided to start something from scratch you know always i was always looking for for you know something that is meaningful for me uh, while I was trying different jobs and you know different different things, and um, so uh, back in India when I was working with textiles uh, in textiles industry, you know that's when you know I came across the things that really really you know shook me. You know it was it was really uh, horrifying to see the textile industry how it works and back. In, in you know South Asia, pretty much everywhere, uh, you know the pollution is creating the conditions of the factory worker. Um, you know it's and their norms are not being followed, though they are being said they are followed. You know when you are working in the textile industry on field, you actually get to see the things that you know are hidden uh, from rest of the world, and that's when you know uh, after working there for for a few years, I I thought like. Let and I can't be part of such industry, you know, make my living out of such industry where factory workers are dying because of uh, those things. So, uh, you know, that led me to to look for alternative. You know, one way was either you leave the industry. Other thing was, you know, try and, and do your bit to change the industry. Um, and that's what I thought, you know, let me try at least, you know, whether I succeed or not, that's a different thing. But let me try and, and see if I can bring some change. And that led me to, you know, looking for more sustainable, healthier way of of dying, especially, you know, um, uh, the fabrics. And 
while doing my research, I came across this Ayurvedic dying practice, which was there in India for more than 5,000 years. Amazing technique, uh, all herbs, all natural, good for the skin. And there's a science behind where, you know, it keeps your, you know, mood enhanced. It, you know, there's, there's a lot of things into it. Uh, and, you know, that, so I, I dig deeper into, into the process, uh, trying to understand what it is. Um, I started working with the dying units to see how we can bring this into the modern world because you know, processes were there. There were few people who were actually making textiles and selling uh, those textiles, uh, Ayurvedic textiles. But the processes were, you know, they were like kind of bucket dying. You know, you can't scale those processes. They were as such. So, you know, started working with the factory and dying units to make them scalable to extend that, you know, it can be brought to the market, uh, to the rest of the world. And and over the years, you know, it took me around three years uh, to come up with final products. And towels are, are the things that we started with. And that's, you know, uh, how the Givi was, was born uh, to sell those Ayurvedic dying techniques. So as as we we so often say you know we are not selling towels we are we are selling ayurvedic dyeing uh, and and the benefits that comes along so yeah i mean that was <laughs> that was kind of my journey your business is obviously as usp is centered around this um this thousand year old practice which is just such a wonderful story and and it's truly sustainable how do you ensure that sustainability flows through the other areas of your business and that it isn't just towels are sustainable and that's it? Yeah, that's that's a very good question. Uh, we, um, right from the start, you know, uh, right from the production process, uh, uh, we, you know, the certification bodies and those kind of things, uh, we make sure that we go to the factory and see that the production is happening in the right way. Um, all the norms are followed. There's no child labor. The the factory workers are being paid. Um, because also we have seen, because while working in the industry, I've seen, you know, you can hire third parties, but, you know, there are loopholes that not everyone knows about. Uh, so uh, we make sure that, you know, those things are taken care. Now, the difficult thing is uh, it is very you know, everyone wants certification and, and you know, to, to be sure, um, and uh, which is a good thing. I mean, I would say that, you know, these uh, uh, third parties are doing a good job uh, when it comes to, um, you know, making sure. But uh, again, this, you can extend those things and, and make it further better. Um, and that's why we make sure that we go to the factory, we are there with the workers. I have literally, Trimmed my, you know, towels when they were being made. I packaged the towels and, you know, uh, and experienced what workers go through, you know, in the process, uh, which is which is uh, amazing. And um, our aim is is of course always uh, to make sure that ethical bit and the sustainability are are taken care of uh, by the company. Uh, we are. Um, for future, we are even planning how we can further improve our towels in, in terms of raw materials that we use and, you know, how can they be made more sustainable um, 
of course, um, there's, you know, for small businesses, there's always challenge to keep the prices uh, down, uh, which becomes, you know, a bit bit of a task when you are trying to do everything together. But uh, I guess uh, that's the reason why we exist. So we have to do this. Yeah. yeah, I can't imagine how challenging that is. So in terms of sustainability of the textile industry, it's obviously a very big growing movement at the moment. We're seeing more and more businesses, um, whether it's using recycled plastic or, or what, different elements um, of sustainability. What do you think is the most important step if someone was to look at starting up a sustainable business? I guess, uh, I mean, there. I would say there's no one uh, you know, important step, but then uh, aligning entire supply chain, you know, supply chain sounds like very big, uh, you know, uh, term, but uh, it's about making sure, you know, when you start uh, the production process right from there till the end, how you can, you know, I wouldn't say that, you know, you should be 100% sustainable right from the start. Sometime it is almost impossible. Either you exist or, you know, you be sustainable. But you can consistently working upon improving the um, ethical and sustainability aspect of your supply chain. You can reach to that point and, and you know, you can be sustainable. Uh, it is it, it is also a learning process. You know, you realize that, oh, my God, I could have used this and that happened with us actually uh, you know uh, we we use uh, recycled uh, boxes uh, for our delivery process but um, you know the inserts uh, which we use were not recyclable not recycled uh, which um, you know we realized later but the production was done you know now now you know then we have to tell our our customer that you know the production has been done so rather than throwing everything it's it's better we you know uh we get over with this inventory we send this them over to our customers and then uh, we'll make sure that you're on next time so there are a lot of things a lot of aspect uh, that you have to take care of uh, and you might you know uh, realize oh okay that does not go as we planned so let's from the next production let's make sure that you know we we can improve on 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 the sustainability part and i guess this is for anything in the business you know when you're trying to try to improve upon as you grow that's fascinating that you communicated that to your customers though and you acknowledged your mistake a lot of businesses don't do that they they glide over it they ignore it but actually taking ownership for that error yeah, I guess that's that's very important, and then people do understand. Um, last week, in fact, I called one of uh, our customers just to get the feedback, and he was driving, and you know, uh, he said that I, okay, I'll ha I have five minutes. I'll I'll, I'll uh, quickly give you feedback. And uh, well, the five minutes were over, and then I thought um, I asked him, like you know, it's uh, five minutes are over. Sorry, um, you know, you're driving, and I don't want to carry on. And he said, No, no, I have parked my car. Uh, I really want to talk to you guys uh, and give my feedback. He he parked the car, and he was talking for I guess twenty minutes, uh, and and you know, discussing and sharing why he bought the product and how they are amazing and what was the idea. You know, so the, so. 
someone caring you know part, you know stopping in middle of highway and you know and and giving you feedback that that really makes you uh, think that yeah it's it's worth it that's wonderful uh, it's really nice of him to do it people would pay thousands for that kind of market research <laughs> so it's wonderful um that he gave it to you and and i imagine he was very um honest about you know what he loved and what he thought you could improve on so that's that that's is true. That's a, a stellar customer, one you want to keep hold of. Um, true, very true. So you've not, well, how long have you been going now? Uh, so we started in 2019. Um, right before the pandemic, like you. Right before the pandemic, but uh, most of the period uh, till 2020, we were kind of doing our market research. We were talking to people, you know, um, uh, sending over uh, the samples and getting the feedbacks and those kind of things. And yeah, then we, by around middle of uh, 2020 to end of 2020, we more aggressively into selling. So what's been your your strategy for entering the market? Because you are a small business. Towels are something you can get in most home department stores. You know, what's been your strategy for kind of cutting through the noise? Oh, so we, um, I mean, from start, we have focused on D2C. Of course, with pandemic, uh, I've literally seen the change uh, in the digital environment uh, and the marketing side uh, with so many brands coming on. Obviously, the rates and costs have gone up, but we have been, you know, kind of, as I said earlier, you know, we, we, we have been selling our story of purple dyeing and not selling the towels. And that's uh, that's the most important thing, um, I guess, um, that helps us to cut the noise. Uh, you know, uh, people might not be because towels are something that people don't not buy like every, every not even every six months, uh, not e- and maybe not even a year. Uh, so it's not very fast moving product, uh, which is fine with us. We you know, do not want to push people to buy do much <laughs> um, but you know when people see something which is actually making a difference or you know which is a different product uh, with novel you know novel idea behind it so you know, so they might buy uh, thinking that you know, I do not need towel for now or maybe I can gift it for someone and so yeah I guess that's that's the thing you know Ayurvedic dying is is the idea yeah, and, and that makes sense. Um, you need like a marketing campaign like uh, mattresses had a few years ago where it said you must replace your mattress every eight years. You need the equivalent for towels. You know, you should <laughs> replace your towels every two years or whatever. the. Um... So you mentioned that cost per clicks have gone up and, and that you're focusing on your DTC. So does that mean that um, you've been doing social media marketing and PPC? Are there any other forms of digital marketing you've been trying? We, we've been uh, actually, uh, you know, uh, recently started focusing more on developing our organic channels uh, with emails with uh, of course uh, you know get increasing our engagement on social media platform organically how we are doing is uh, we are promoting ayurveda and that's uh, we want to build a community around ayurveda uh, people who follow and believe in Ayurvedic practice so that, you know, we can actually give some value, real value to the customers. It's not just that, you know, you have to come in and, you know, 
showing the products every time and you know buy our products so that's not what we want to do we um, we have recently uh, onboarded our ayurveda expert um, she will give advice on ayurveda anytime to anyone uh, without charging any fee <laughs> so uh, it's kind of you know that's something that we are doing for the community we do not you know want to make money from it it's it's, it's just that people should understand the benefits and and how they can live happy and healthy life that's that's the motive um so yeah i i would say uh, the focus uh, at the moment is along with with of course ppc and um, you know facebook and um, google ads so focus is to develop a community organically and and nurture that community yeah that's a really lovely offering um i think it's it's not just noble of you but i think you're you're going after the business for the right reason. You know, everything you've described to me today has been very intrinsic. You've been very much trying to create a community and, and look at it as putting putting the planet before business and profit. You know, that's not what you're looking for. It's really, it's not just noble, but it's endearing as well to the, the product and the name. So um, I, I'm sure it will be a success. I mean, it is already proving a success. I'm moving house next month, so I can see that a new towel set is coming my way. <laughs> you know, lastly, what is your favorite brand in the e-commerce space right now that's obviously not Gibby? Uh, last to last week, I was listening to podcast while I was in the gym, and I came across this uh, brand called Fable and Main. And, uh, you know, I was just listening to their founders. They're, again, that's, um, it's an Ayurvedic brand and they, they're more into hair care and, you know, beauty Ayurveda. Uh, very nice. You know, I like their branding, the, their approach uh, uh, towards Ayurveda and uh, the way they communicate. So it's a really nice and, and their story is nice. And then their approach towards coming to the market and, you know, um, uh, reaching out to the stores, the physical stores were there, uh, you know, again, their focus, uh, but al along with that, they are doing a very good online marketing as well. So, uh, yeah, I guess uh, Fable and Main would be my, my favorite DTC brand. I like it. It's, it's a very good reason why. And if you could ask anyone a question, so the person who's probably going to be on this show next, what would you like to ask them about digital marketing and e-commerce? I guess I'm very much intrigued by online shopping at the moment. I know live shopping, sorry. Uh, so I would ask him or her about, you know, the future of live shopping and how we can um, jump on the trend uh, before others um, and how these future online um, shopping or, or future prospects, how, how they be fit for brand like ours, you know, the, because we are not for fast fashion brand, but we do want to reach out to the people, you know, for good, uh, which becomes a, a sort of a, uh, you know, counterintuitive thing, you know, uh, you, you don't want to, you want to sell, but again, you don't want to oversell or, or sound salesy so that, you know, you, because you are a sustainable brand, you want to make sure that you know you're taking care of the environment and then you are you know going on and selling the 
products. So it, it is a bit uh, counterintuitive in the sense. Well, thank you ever so much for your time today, Hitesh. And, and the, it's really interesting, your, your area of industry and the experience you've had with understanding exactly what has been going on in the textile industry and the dyeing process. It certainly opened my eyes to something that I feel like I should have been aware of in hindsight. But of course, hindsight's a wonderful thing. So <laughs> it will definitely be something I'm looking at going forward. All right. Thanks. Uh, thanks, Anna. Thanks for having me.